Welcome to the Concordia Publishing House podcast, where we consider everything in the light of Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm your host, Elizabeth Pittman. Hi there. Welcome back to the CPH podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Pittman. I'm glad to be joined by our friend, Dr. Dan Pavla today. Dan is going to be sharing with us the reasons that we should never, ever, ever accept anything but the genuine gospel. I'd like to thank our friends at the LCMS Foundation for their support of the CPH podcast. Dan, welcome back. Oh, thank you, Elizabeth. It is always a pleasure to come and do these podcasts with you um, and to join our listeners again in various ways and places. I always enjoy having you on, and I've, I've told people that I've talked to, because you're a favorite of ours, and more I've said it, and other folks here have said it, that if we were students at Concordia University, Wisconsin, where you teach, we would be doing everything we could to sign up for every single one of your classes, just so we could listen to your stories and your teaching. So I will have to say there is a little bit, you know, there, there, there's an extra benefit for me to have you on the podcast regularly because I get to sit here at your feet and, and listen and learn. So, well, that's very kind of you. And uh, I, I do have wonderful students and they're very, very kind. And uh, except for during these COVID times, uh, maybe they come because I make coffee for all our classes all together. And uh, that I make really good coffee too. But uh, during the COVID year, we can't make coffee because we have to wear masks. But the coffee is coming back. And uh, many a kind student has come, at least for the coffee, which now, we share. I read an article um, in, I think it was the CUW paper about, and it mentioned you're making the coffee, but it also yeah. talked about how during COVID times, you were intentional about getting to share your life with your students, t- well, taking them into different yeah, parts of your home yeah, and really getting yeah. to know them. We have had uh, one good thing about Zoom is you can go to take the Zoom camera and, and laptop and I would go into the, the uh, garage and show them, as you know, I have a 1917 Model T Ford car that we restored. And uh, and then all, all it takes is a student to say, well, Dr. Pavla, does it start? Does it run? Well, of course <laughs> it runs. And so thank you for asking and fire up the Model T and uh, there it is running. Now, go, once it starts in the garage, and by the way, we did this in January. It was really cold outside. So no, we we're not going to take it outside, but it's running there in garage. And uh, yeah, it's been really uh, fun to say, let's go to the workshop and I'll show you, you know, whatever project I'm working on as far as furniture building. And uh, and again, students have been so kind to uh, show a, at least a patience or interest in uh, going with me to, to seeing things. And uh, the, the key is always to let Holly know that I'm going to be walking around with the camera live at, uh, at, at where am I going? You know, That's so wise. it is. Yeah. You or, have or learned well. Yeah. <laughs> or you take the shot, take the shot towards the fireplace. And then of course it's just a wall. She's not going to come behind there. So that's good. Speaking of woodworking, the, you get talked about on our team quite a bit um, and it's all good. Um, but we were talking about an upcoming Advent series that you're going to be writing. Um, and I think we started talking, we were, I think we only said it half in jest, but knowing your woodworking talent, we, we kind of said, well, maybe he should, Dan, we should have Dan create a nativity for this. So, so oh. just, just chew on that a little bit and think about oh. what, what a, a Dan Pavela original nativity set might look like. Well, I, you know, I haven't thought about that, but I, I, 
I, I think we have shared some of the ideas of the, it's a star, the Christmas star, which relates to peace. Sure. And um, I think in our, it's sort of a sequential, you know how you draw a star. Oh, on, yeah. On and uh, as we go through the sequence of the points, the, the last one was the manger scene that can be seen within the star. I never thought of making it somewhat like we did with the- um, Your cube. The cube, right, the forgiveness cube, which is up right here. And uh, this is the cube for forgiveness. Why not make a star? Why not make a star? There's also some contrasting uh, species of wood, colors of wood, textures maybe. Why not? And, Why not? And a manger, my gosh, what is a manger but wood? That sounds great. Yeah. Well, so it'll just, be fun. Just, just think on that a little bit, but that's that's not what we're here to talk about today. No. <laughs> today, today you're, we're going to go to school. Uh, and, and our topic today pivots off of a, one of your courses that you teach, Concordia, Wisconsin. Um, and it's accept no substitutes. Tell us a little bit about what you're go we're going to talk about today. Well, it starts Galatians chapter one, where Paul says, there is no other gospel. And we'll, we'll read that and, and in a moment. But the, the theme is, there are, of course, imitations in the world. Uh, first of all, so we're going to talk about imitation. On the one hand, there's, but then there's the genuine article. And uh, I love doing that with my students. You and I are going to have great examples. I've got some of those examples of the genuine article here with me. But then we're going to say, so when Paul says there is nothing other than the genuine gospel, so what's genuine about it? And I think we can walk through four steps, just so our hearers know how long it's going to take, four steps of the uniqueness of the gospel. And, and we'll be able to relate it to things that we buy or have been tried out in the world that are, again, the genuine article. This really works. And that's our sequence. So it's, uh, it's always a fun discussion. It's imagery rich and experience rich. People generally can nod their heads and say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've all had a substitute. And by the way, this is not in any way a, a put down to uh, generic drugs, I'm all for that or something like that. But there's the substitute, but then there's the real thing. And we're gonna aim for the real thing. Let's do it. So tell us where we start. Well, we go to Galatians chapter one. Now we're going to be going to Galatians one and then chapter four and then chapter two, those three spots. But Galatians one is the start. And I'll just do it really quickly. Paul says in verse six, one six, I'm astonished you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ, turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we are an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach, let him be accursed. As we've said before, so I now say, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. So we're going to play with that tension between the substitute gospel, even though there really isn't another gospel. And so when do we find that in, in our world? And uh, I start, and I mentioned to you, Elizabeth, I've had this idea so long that it is first on overhead. I have an overhead projector still functioning. I actually have access to every old overhead projector in the university because the AV people say I'm the only person who still uses one and that I have a near unlimited supply of them because I'm it, you know. Well, this is, it's, a, 
It's a good thing that they put students who work in IT in your exactly. class so that they can help keep those in working order. Well, they, they don't stock parts for them anymore, but they said, <laughs> once again, you're the only one who uses that thing. I like to bring it up. I could do the same thing on a PowerPoint, but is there any novelty to a PowerPoint? No, not at all. This is novelty. You fire up that hum, the hum <laughs> of the overhead projector, the warm glow. Well, do you mark it up? Do you okay, mark it yes, up with a marker yes, on there yes, while you're talking? you can talking? mark it up, absolutely. Try that on your PowerPoint. Yes, sir. <laughs> so anyway, so I put that up, a little educational campfire, so to speak, that little humming and warmth. And um, so then I, I, I give our students just some examples, all right? And then I ask them, okay, the, what, what works for you? On the one hand, there's the imitation, and then there's the real thing. And the first one I use is there's the imitation. Well, not imitation, but the, you know, the large bag cereals the food club toasted oats, which is the generic of Cheerios, real honey nut Cheerios. And I don't, I don't know, but no, our kids swore they could tell the difference. I All, do right. Too. All right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't think they can, but anyway, now another one, Elizabeth, I've used many, many times when I've used this uh, in a, a, like a class or a seminar, could you taste real, oh, excuse me, Sam's Club Cola versus real Coke. My mother could tell you the difference. Okay. She is I, a, a, She will not take any substitute to the real Coke. Okay. You know what? I've done this in uh, like a conference. I've done it in the Narthex, you know, before church and all that. You know, it's about 50-50. Yeah, the people say, they, they, they say, oh, I could tell. Real Coke, you know, versus this, whatever cheapest cola you've got, yeah. you know, and such. The other one that works really well the world's cheapest peanut butter versus whatever you think is you know, the best, you know, Skippy or Jif. Boy, you put those on a cracker. You can't, that's, pretty that's, tough. That's pretty tough. Tough to tell. Tough to tell. But my favorite. Now, wait, before we get to uh, what, do you have another one? Because this is where I have my students say, well, they're probably, you know, there's, there's, and, and, and there's store-bought chocolate chips, cookies, and then there's my mother's, and I'm holding up a bag of the genuine Toll House you know, yeah. my mother's chocolate chip cookie. There's no comparison. Do you I have think, one? Um, tortilla chips. In my house, oh. um, my husband is a Texan, and he, okay. he he will tell there's a difference between different kinds. Different so kinds. A generic generic and a, and a good name brand. He'll be able to tell the difference. There you go. And it maybe should be from Texas, the good that stuff. That would be even better. B better. Yeah. Right. Versus the ones you came out of. New Jersey I, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, all of that works really well. I, I think I've got here, uh, there's Toll House original. Notice with a big across the front original Toll House light and buttery crackers. And then there's generic. I, I Maybe there's difference. But my favorite one was a young lady who, when we got in all these done, you can always tell when somebody's got a good one and they're kind of waiting. And I said, is there any other? She held up her left hand and she said, you know, Dr. Pablo, on the one hand, there's cubic zirconium. On the other hand, there's genuine diamonds. And I thought, boy, that's pretty good. That, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. And I'm thinking, and you want the genuine diamond. Don't even come near me with that cubic zirconium thing. All right. <laughs> so so where do we go with this? So I said, all right. So let's then look at the genuine nature of the gospel. Because if Paul says there is only one, well, what, what can we identify? And it's just four points. 
which uh, in the upcoming tests, they'll remember these four and write an essay on this, like there's no tomorrow. All you have to do is give them a little visual to work with. So the first one is in chapter four, verse four. So four, four, Galatians four, four. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman. We'll stop there. And I know the verse goes on, but we're going to stop there for point number one. The first point is it has to have an original idea. The original idea is what sets so many good products apart. Now, the original idea should be something unique that, that the, hopefully the world hasn't seen before. And it says, really? Now, I've got real quick a great one. And there it is. 1977 Honda 750 Super Sport. And you are looking, by the way, at the genuine, look at that crisp, still primo. This is the actual Honda brochure from 1977. That's a long time ago. And why am I holding this bike up? Because this was a genuine idea that was new to the motorcycle world. As many of you might know, I've been riding motorcycles since 1970. And the world stopped in 1969 when Honda introduced this motorcycle, the 750 Super Sport. They're 750. And uh, by the way, in 77, I bought one and I rode it for 24 years. It was a great idea. Uh, <laughs> I won't bore you with the details of it. It simply became the standard that shaped motorcycling for the next many, many decades. That was a great idea. All right, now let's go with the gospel. What's the originality of this verse? God sent forth his son to be born of a woman. It's that wonderful Lutheran directional arrow of God down to us, not us upward to God. You know, Elizabeth, in an academic setting, if you talked about spirituality or we're having a class on religion, instantly it becomes an upward arrow of what is the aspirational thought and direction of people as they lift themselves, elevate towards a spiritual truth, power, divinity. It's always this way. The original idea of the incarnation is God comes to us in the fullness of time, born of a woman, born of our flesh, and yet it's the downward arrow that God brings to us. So that incarnation is, of course, the great wonder. Now, we could multiply that, couldn't we? You know, many, many, many other places we could go. John chapter one, no one has ever seen God, but the only begotten of the Father, he has made him known. That would be a great one. Uh, so that downward arrow of the incarnation is the original idea that really sets Christianity apart about any other aspirational upward direction. All right, so that's our first step. You need an original idea. Now, the second point is, how's it gonna cost? What's it gonna cost? What do you think? What do you think? Uh, Elizabeth, I got genuine Nestle whole house morsels. I got the genuine townhouse crackers. Uh, by the way- I feel like I'm on the price is right. I know, we should do that. I don't know what the they do. The Tomahawk Crackers, $3.69. Imitation, $1.99. And Holly would know that. Oh, I should have her here. She would know exactly which one it is. I'll use it. And I'm sure you won the prize. And uh, we'll pull back the curtain. I'll pull back the curtain behind me to show you your wonderful surprise. Uh, but it's always more, isn't it? How much more would you say that the the original cost, like the, the original Nestle's Toll House, or the townhouse crackers, What what's the more gonna cost? Well, in terms of dollars and cents, it's it's upwards of $2. Yeah. $1.50 to $2 with the chocolate chips. 
Right, and then right. if you go for the, the even higher, like the Ghirardelli or the even higher oh. level, so you can add another dollar onto that. So to a whole new level. Whole new level. Oh yeah. my gosh, exactly. And we've all seen that. Yeah. And, and it depends on how far you have to get, again, those tortilla chips. They come from all oh, the deepest part of Texas all the way up to San Diego. Yeah. Dollar 19, 350. 350. You know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, and it's still got a little dust of Texas on it. It's even 450. Yeah. Well, throw we a little Texas dust. dirt in there and they're happy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know, that's the point, isn't it? The original idea is going to cost more. It's going to cost more. You know what? That's true. And it's not true of the gospel. There's a wonderful tension, both and in that one. So again, we're going to go back to four, four, but now we're going to finish her out four, four on through five. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who are under the law. What's it going to cost, this original idea? On the one hand, the death of God's son. Now, that's number one. That's an original idea. And that's an extraordinary cost. Show me another spiritual pattern, thought, religion, which expounds at the center the death of God himself the death of God's son, the sacrificial death voluntarily of God for the benefit of others. What an original idea, but what an enormous cost. What's it going to cost? He's going to die. And then the other thing is, though, but he pays the price and we nothing. So that he would come and, as it just said, born under the law to redeem those who are under the law. So I think with that verse, we have both that life of service, born under the law, you know, it isn't just that he has, of course, and we just came through Good Friday. It isn't just six hours on the cross, but it's that lifetime born under the law, that constraint of the law. And yet then at the very end, the redeeming of us by those six hours and that voluntary death. You know, I, I'm in awe of both of them. Uh, you and I were speaking before we turned on the camera that our world multiplies rules, rules and rules and rules because, well, naturally, we rebel against rules. And the more you build them, the more, you're uh, <laughs> the more creative I'm going to be in finding a way out. You know, it's an ongoing uh, challenge or game. Take your pick. Uh, and, and so as I multiply those rules, I multiply also my resistance. Can you imagine the amazing price of Son of God who would be born under the law, who says to us, I did not come to abolish the law. I did not come to abolish it, but to rather fulfill it to complete it. Ah, my goodness, I would want to live outside of rules. I would seek freedom. And if I were God, I would certainly claim it. Isn't this an amazing price? He says, I'll do it. I'll live under that law and that constraint, and I will pay that price myself. And so does the original cost more? Well, everything that we have here, yes, it does. We're used to paying it ourselves. He pays it entirely on his through his son's life and death. So there's our second step. So number one, we have a new idea. We have a great idea. And secondly, it's gonna cost more. Strangely though, in this case, the cost he pays, not us. All right. It's, it's such a wonderful gift that he's given us. And I think as Christians, when we do have that, it, it colors everything that we do. And, and the gratitude that we're able to show in thanks for that genuine gift and listeners, I, I'm sure you can imagine a future where your God-given gifts continue to benefit those that you love, your family and your faith. 
after you've been called home to heaven, when we've had that chance for us to finally go, take that vertical up, you know, who can you trust to ensure that these gifts go to where they should? And I think you'd probably rather have the real thing helping you guide your gift planning decisions. Our friends at the Lutheran Church Extension Fund are here to help you. They can help create a gift plan so that your assets, your home, land, investment accounts, will leave a lasting impact on the people you love and the ministries you care about the most. They're the real thing. Learn more about creating a gift plan at lfnd.org. So we've talked about, Dan, the originality and yep. the cost. What's number it's gotta three? Work. You can have a great idea. Well, you can have an original idea and you can charge whatever you want. Go ahead, Elizabeth, see if somebody will buy it. And might be out of curiosity, they will, <laughs> heaven knows. But the third step is, it's got to work. This is where all those five-star ratings start popping out. And uh, let's let's face it, some things work really well. I give you, for instance, the uh, cookbook Holly has been using for over 40 years, and I'm holding open the greatest cake recipe known ever to man, Shenandoah Valley apple cake. It really, really works. Ooh. Look at the splattering on those pages of, of the Shenandoah Valley apple cake. This is the greatest cake. That's the kind of cookbook oh, that you want to keep around. Farm Journal, 1975. We were born in, uh, we were married in 79. This is a wedding gift to us. And then this is the staple of every Easter. This is the best ever lemon meringue pie, complete with picture. And, you know, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah one piece left. To, to, you know, if you got home faster than I do, Elizabeth, it's yours. But uh, uh, you, you, you well, might be a little hard for me to we had birthday cake on Easter for my son, so we, we didn't have lemon meringue pie. But, uh, I'm curious about that apple cake. You'll have oh, to tell me more about we'll, that later. Uh, I'll, I'll do a little clicky, clicky, take a picture, send it to you. We'll we'll, get, we'll get it and and such. But you know, some ideas work, don't they? Now let's admit, some don't. I love this one, Elizabeth. I just saw. You know, I, I've written about the fact that I read old motorcycle magazines, and I was reading, and who wasn't? Who doesn't? I was reading Cycle World. August 1968, just this last week. It's on everyone's nightstand. Nice and, and if you don't have it, it's on, a, trust me, it's on auction houses <laughs> for about five bucks plus shipping. I don't know if you can see it, but this is an original idea that I don't think is going to go. This is a Goodyear tire ad. Do you notice something unusual about the way that young lady is riding that motorcycle? Uh, she's side saddle. Yes. You don't ride a motorcycle no. like that. I've never seen a national, this is Goodyear Tires, very well known, in the, uh, at the time, the lar world's largest motorcycle magazine, Cycle World. And there she is uh, riding side saddle, as a passenger, side saddle on a, a bike. And I have not seen anyone ever actually do that. <laughs> is this uh, a good idea? She's in a skirt, no less. No, that she just is in a skirt. Yes. To me. And, 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 that. and skirt and heels. Now, uh, granted, that might be the only way to ride, but I would just say True. don't. You just don't. <laughs> don't. No, don't. Oh. And, uh, and, and also very, very little safety gear. Trust me, I wear everything possible to be safe. But so are there ideas that work? Yes, Shenandoah Valley apple cake. Are there ideas that are, while original, are not going to stand the test of time? So riding the motorcycle side saddle, I think, is that. Well, what works for us? It's a natural follow through. If the great price is his death, then what better follow is the resurrection from the dead. 
if he is not raised, well, then all things are off. So here, I'll just read uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 20 through 22, and then, then the very ending. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who had fallen asleep. As by a man came death, by a man came also the resurrection of the dead. For in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive, each in his own order. And uh, the, this, is, this is the great news. Uh, well, verse 19, if in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied, he must rise from the dead. Of course, that's the great news of Easter, is that he did rise from the dead, and that's the great power. So you have a wonderful original idea. God comes to us. He willingly pays this incredible price, which should have been given to us, but rather he pays, but it better work. And it worked on Easter that he rose from the dead, triumphing over that voluntary death that he takes on himself. Now his death makes some sense, sense as far as mercy and grace. It does some good that our friend Peter in Matthew 16 could never see when he said, no, no, you can't die, you can't die. But if you do die and rise again, then the price and the power come together. And that's a wonderful combination. Price and power stand together. When he pays the price, then he can demonstrate his power. Romans chapter one, he was demonstrated to be the son of God through the resurrection of the dead. So it's got to work. That's the third step. And it, and it does, doesn't it? That's a wonderful thing. When you have something that you know is going to succeed. Holly's been making these recipes for 40 years. They always work. Isn't that a wonderful, ah, we were talking about Easter dinner, right? Yeah. Is there a real trick to, to making the ham? Uh, hold your breath. No. 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 You throw it in the crock pot, brown sugar, some pineapple. You set it for the length of time, and then you're good to go. You, and 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 you're, you're so confident. You can go to church, come back. Absolutely. And you're not sitting in church going, oh, God, please watch over my ham. Or, you know, it's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So exactly what Holly did, too, is put the ham in the crock pot. Off we went. Come back. It was perfect. So that power, that's the distinctive nature of, well, Easter message, he's raised from the dead and he's going to raise us from the dead. And that leaves us with just one more step. And that is the new life that's revealed or shared then with the uh, Christian. Galatians 2.20, because again, this was mostly on Galatians. In Galatians 2.20, Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ. So it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I grew up on a farm where we used craftsman level tools, you know, Sears craftsmen. Uh, they're not cheap. They're not the cheapest things, but they're not snap-on uh, tools, if you know the snap-on company. And snap-on are very expensive tools. And I always thought, oh, I mean, why would you buy tools that cost two, three times as much? Well, I thought that, and basically I still do, so don't, don't get excited. My, my garage is not filled <laughs> with snap-on tools, craftsmen still. But I won a, a pair of snap-on wrenches at a race, a running race. And I, I said, thank you. That's all very nice. I took them home, and I thought, oh, really? Oh, oh my gosh. I don't know what those snap-on guys do, and I'm not getting any endorsements uh, money from them. You know what? These things open undo screws that otherwise just laugh at my other screwdrivers. I tried them out on things on the bikes and in the garage. And you know what? I walked around that afternoon just looking for things to unscrew. You know, honey, quickly <laughs> replace all the doorknobs. Let's just, let's just, when you, when oh, you have Holly must have been thrilled that day. Oh, it was fantastic. You know, we didn't replace all the doorknobs. 
But I, we did kind of unloosen them and then, you know, snug them back up again. Uh, when you have a tool that works, well, it's just fun. I mean, don't you have that also with, uh, I'm no musician, but I would imagine, uh, are, are, if, uh, Elizabeth, you're, well, if we were, if we were, if we were, and somebody put a grand piano in front of us, I, a Steinway, I bet you we'd play a tune or two, right? I feel that way with, with camera equipment. Oh. I love to play with a really good camera. There you go. So that's, yeah. You know, my, my, my iPhone takes great pictures, but put a real camera in my hands. There you go. It's so much fun. Fantastic. Absolutely. Any any tool, any opportunity, any anything that is, is new, and it works. Oh, you don't have to beat us into doing that. Let me add it. Well, isn't that exactly what Paul says here in the end? I've been crucified with Christ. Now, he joined his death and his resurrection with me. And you got to love the ending because the ending, it seems to me, is the genuine article of the gospel coming out when Paul says, and so the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God, pause, who loved me and gave himself for me. I've always thought that that little phrase was the uh, the most heartfelt summary that Paul could make. That if um, this were one of his prison epistles and he were explaining to a guard the story of his life, he would say, this is the story of my life. I have met the one who loved me and gave himself for me. Isn't that a wonderful way to say it? There's more. It's amazing. But, but that says it. Enough. That's It's very personal. It is. And, and it, it's not selfish as though he loved only me and sorry, not you or not our listeners, but each one of us can say that and know it's utterly true. So, you know, God can't say this through Paul and then say, oh, not you, Dan, not you, Elizabeth. No, 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 no. It's true for us all. And who doesn't want to say that as the tying off of this, this gift to say, I'll tell you what life is. Life is this, to live with faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so there's a new life. So one, two, three, four, a great idea at great price paid by himself with the powerful result. He rises from the dead that you and I are given something new in our hands and said, there, go live life with that. So that's the genuineness of, of the gospel. Hats off to uh, all my wonderful students who have had just great ideas. I've heard countless stories about mom's perfect cooking and this and that. And uh, uh, and always there's cubic zirconium and then there's real diamonds. And I'm saying you go for that second one. Uh, it's all I'm thinking about it now and I'm, I'm grateful for real doctors. Oh, as yeah. Opposed as opposed to, you know, so, so not real. Oh, so, yes. you know, that's the type of, Dan and I were talking before the show and there's a chance that this may end up on YouTube, um, depending on how it all goes. But um, we were talking about my eye surgery I had. I am amazingly grateful for really well-trained ophthalmologists. Yeah. It's a great thing. The real thing, you can't substitute the real thing. Oh, no. And there there is no earthly substitute for the genuine God-given gospel. Right. And, and, you know, you're looking for someone who can heal the eyes. Isn't that a marvelous thing? Heal your sight. And then we come to the one who can heal our souls. And maybe little Psalm 23, he restores my soul. Uh, and there is a genuine place. You might put a placard over the entrance to the gospel 
This is the place where souls are healed. Honest. Isn't that a great picture? It is. Absolutely. Yeah. And and just think of the flood of, of people to, to a congregation. If that were the simple, understated sign, you might say, this is the place where souls are healed by the genuine God's gift and gospel. And um, then there we go. And it's, and, and, and it's all his work. It's not like you and I have worked our way up some spiritual elitism or ladder, but it's his gift. And we're in the place to hear it and receive it. So knowing that you teach this content to your students, what kind of questions would you ask them on a test or a quiz about this? <laughs> well, you know, first of all, you give them the chance to uh, uh, do this as the 30 point out of 100, 30 points out of 100 essay. And uh, if, there's, if there's show and tell, the students or a story, uh, students will always gravitate towards that because, well, you can see it, you know. Well, it, it's a, it helps you pay. It helps you pay attention and helps you remember. Well, that's right. And then we incorporate their stories, you know, and 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 such. Then I think the other thing would be the directional arrow difference between all aspirational spirituality, where we're working our way up in some probably also competitive, comparative way with one another, versus yep. the gift downward of God. And his son. I also think that the nature of the cost, you know, this would be a great area for them to describe the cost, both of his active righteousness is living under the law and then the passive righteousness by which he's given his life as a ransom. And so make sure you, you can kind of play with both of that, that it's it's more than six hours on the cross. I'm all for that. But it's the whole of his life that's given. And, uh, and then, you know, application, you just say, so uh, you hold up the screwdrivers and say, so given a great tool, given a great opportunity or musical instrument or something, how is your spiritual life an opportunity that is, is just free to you know, express for freedom? Christ has set us free that we could not live in the, in the darkness, but saying, how can I use this in a constructive way? Um, students do a great job. They're, they're creative people, so they'll do well. They will do well. That's exciting. We're glad that you were with us today for this 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 lesson on Galatians and the, and the real thing. Listeners, if you'd like to learn more about where Dan teaches at Concordia University, Wisconsin, uh, you can head to cuw.org. Uh, edu. Uh, Edu, I'm sorry, Edu. Edu. Yep. Edu. Thank you for catching me on that. Um, and again, if you'd like to learn more about our friends at the LCMS Foundation, visit lfnd.org. Dan, it's always a treat to have you come on the podcast. It is so fun, Elizabeth. And uh, thank you to you. Thank you to CPH. Thank you to all our kind listeners and sponsors. We appreciate very much. And and I, I hope also your healing is uh, very soon and very complete. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And it's, again, the, the, the real thing. There's no substitute for the real doctor. So yeah. listeners, it's been, it's been a joy to be with you today. Dan, you better start taking notes on what our next topic is going to be <laughs> when you come back on the show. Sure. Uh, <laughs> listeners, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Concordia Publishing House podcast. I pray that this time was valuable to your walk with Christ. We'd love to connect with listeners on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Concordia Pub. Visit cph.org for more resources to grow deeper in the gospel.